What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to My Social Life. This is the podcast where you can hear the real stories behind the people on social media. I'm your host, Jacob Kelly. As always, today's podcast is powered by TrueFan, and today's episode is a takeaways episode. And if you're new here, what a takeaways episode is, is where I sit down and I talk to you about the most recent podcast episode of the week. And today, we're discussing my conversation with Zach Conover. Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the full podcast yet, no worries. Zach is the manager for Yes Theory. He's more than that, though. He's also the founder of One Day Entertainment, which manages Yes Theory, but they also manage Matt Como and Brandon Burnett. And prior to that, prior to moving to Los Angeles, Zach worked for Shopify. He was actually one of the first 100 employees at the company. He closed one of their biggest deals in company history. While he was there, Steve Madden, which we talked about on the podcast. But Zach knew he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And he initially had had it set up with Shopify where they're going to let him work remotely and he was going to be able to move and live in California, but still work for Shopify. And then Yes Theory asked him to manage them part-time and he wasn't sure if he could do so. Then they had him talk with this guy named Charlie Rocket or Charlie Jabbly and Charlie basically asked Zach what his why was, what his purpose was. And Zach says he wants to help entrepreneurs as an entrepreneur himself. And Charlie said, that's what you're saying, but you're having this opportunity to become an entrepreneur and manage the Yes Theory guys, but you're declining it to stay with your job. And it was that moment where Zach realized what he had to do. He ended up quitting Shopify. And yes, they initially asked him to manage part-time while he worked at Shopify, but he dove in headfirst and managed them full-time. And since then, they have risen to amazing heights together. Yes, Theory sitting at over 5 million subscribers on YouTube. And like I said, Zach's added a couple new um, talent to his client roster. So things are going really well for both Zach and Yes, Theory. And I have a ton of takeaways here, so I just want to get right into them. But before we do, I just want to give a quick shout out and say thank you to Elliot Robinson. Elliot was our guest back on episode number 92. And Elliot actually is the one that made this podcast happen. I woke up a couple days after interviewing Elliot to a DM and it just said, hey, I think Zach would be a great guest for your podcast. And it was a group chat with me, Elliot and Zach. And I was like, 100%. And I was like, for sure, I'd love to have you on the podcast. And Zach and I set it up. So this podcast happened because of Elliot Robinson. And I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Zach. So I just want to give a quick shout out to Elliot for making it happen. But now onto the takeaways. And the first one I want to talk about is valuing yourself. And where this kind of comes from is so if you haven't, so in the podcast, Zach and I are talking and he right out of college, he, although he wanting to be an entrepreneur pretty much from the get, he took a job at a college. He took a job at Sun Life Financial and they have this program where they hire recent grads into a leadership program. And this leadership program kind of grooms them over the next three years to become leaders and get high, high profile jobs, high, high positions in the company. And Zach was the 13th man. He was the odd one out and he didn't get the job. And what they did instead was they offered him a regular job, not with a special leadership program, but just a regular job. And Zach declined because he didn't want to, he didn't, he didn't want to work a regular job. That's not why he was applying to that job. He didn't want to work a regular job. And so what ended up happening is they called Zach back just to kind of talk to him a couple days later to see if he changed his mind. And Zach said he hadn't changed his mind. He just wanted to learn what he did. But what Zach said on the phone, because the, the recruiter was kind of like, well, what are you going to do now? Because Zach had been actually been interning at Sun Life for the last couple of years. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? And he was like, I'm going to go work for your competitor. Now, this is, he, bear with me here. Zach on the phone said, I'm going to go work for your competitor and I'm going to call you in three years to see where those people, those 12 people are versus where I am to show that you should have hired me. I'm going to make it my life's work to outdo those people. And it was that, it was him saying that ultimately led to Sun Life Financial creating a 13th position within their leadership program specifically for Zach, just based on that response. And now 
two things. One, that's pretty bold. I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that if you don't get a job. But in this case, it worked. And what the takeaway there is, though, and what Zach and I talked about, which, again, that's a very bold thing to do. And if you want to try it, all the power to you. But what the, the real takeaway from that is just valuing yourself. And Zach and I talked about on the podcast. It's he knew his value. He knew what he was worth. He knew he was capable of being in one of those 12 positions. And he wasn't going to settle for less. So if you, if you know how much you're worth, don't settle for anything else. Value yourself. That's a similar takeaway to a couple episodes ago with Connor Alney. We're talking about pricing yourself accordingly. Don't underprice yourself, both within your product and your service and yourself. Understand your worth, value yourself, and work for what you are worth. Don't settle. That's just the first takeaway. And I think that's just also an awesome story. Like I could, I remember, I can't remember where I found out about that, but I asked Zach about it. I had to ask him on the podcast and that's such a great story. Um, again, very bold. And if you want to try that tactic, all the power to you personally, I don't think I'd be able to do that, but I just thought that was awesome. It just shows that if you value yourself too, good things happen. Zach valued himself. He knew what he was worth. He didn't take, he didn't settle for the regular position. And as a result, they created a special 13 spot for him. Now, though, fast forward a little bit here, and three months later, Zach quit. He quit that position, and it's because he realized he didn't want to get stuck. He wasn't, he didn't like it, the nine to five. He says the vibe around the office is people basically worked for the weekend. They celebrated on Friday afternoon, and they dreaded Sunday night. And that, my takeaway from that is to, run as far away from that feeling as I possibly can. I never want to have that feeling. I never want to just be slogging, grinding through the week just to get to the weekend where I don't have to work anymore. I don't want that feeling. I never want that feeling. As Zach kind of describes, he describes it as the trap. You start and then you get trapped. And before you know it, 20 years have gone by and you're still there. And that's one thing you notice. He said there's people there that have been there for 20, 25 years because they were comfortable. They're comfortable, but they're hating Monday through Friday. Never, that's, that's five out of seven days a week you, you just don't enjoy. That's something I'm going to actively run away from as far as, far as I can. I don't want that feeling. I don't want to hate waking up on a Monday morning to go to work. I want to love my Mondays. And just hearing Zach, the way Zach kind of, put it the way he described that feeling and observing it in other people that's he got that same feeling he left and that was the reason why he left he didn't want that feeling he didn't want to get stuck in the trap and that's something just hearing him describe it made me realize i need to get it i need to make sure i stay as far away from that as possible i don't want to get stuck working a nine to five and there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five i want to make that distinction clear if you love your nine to five and you absolutely love your work, and you love waking up on a Monday morning because you get to go to work, and you love what you do, then run towards that. My thing is just getting a job because it's comfortable and it pays okay, and I don't have to worry about anything else. But not really enjoying it, but I'm just comfortable, right? I don't want that feeling. I just want the feeling of being happy and enjoying what I do. And if that's a nine to five for you, that's awesome. But if you don't really like what you're doing, why are you doing it? You get one shot here. And here, I mean, you get one shot at this life. So what are you going to do? Don't waste it doing something you don't like just because it makes you a little bit more comfortable. And that ties back into Yes Theory's whole 
their their mantra, their their slogan, their movement is seek discomfort. That is what Yes Theory is built upon. They're not just YouTubers, it's the whole movement. And that's what their movement is built upon is this idea of seeking discomfort. And life, you know the old adage, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So don't settle and don't work a job you hate just because it makes you comfortable. And I actually want to talk a little more about Yes Theory and that whole idea behind seeking discomfort and just Yes Theory as a whole. So what's interesting about Yes Theory is a lot of people, when they think of Yes Theory, they think of them as YouTubers. They have over, I believe they have over 5 million subscribers now, which is insane. And their whole channel originally started as a, they, they called it uh, Project Yes, I believe, or Project 30. Project 30, I think, was their original. And they did a new thing every day for 30 days. They did something they've never done before for 30 days straight. That's how they kind of started the channel. And ultimately, that's where they, they're, where they are today is their Yes Theory. And their whole thing is seeking discomfort. But Yes Theory is more than YouTubers. And that's the way Zach describes them. He doesn't describe Yes Theory as a group of YouTubers. He describes them as a movement. So there's two sides to Yes Theory being more than a YouTube channel. There's one of them being a movement and from their message. And there's another from the business side. So let's talk about their, from the message side first, seeking discomfort. Their goal with Yes Theory, their number one KPI is people taking action. It's not people watching their videos. It's not a certain average view duration. It's not a click-through rate. It's people taking action. And whether you take action because you watched a YouTube video, you subscribe to their newsletter, you watched one of their documentaries, you bought their clothing because they have their, they have a clothing business. It's not a merchant line. It's a clothing business all around seeking discomfort. So whether you resonate with the meaning of the clothing you're buying and that causes you to take action, that's their number one KPI. So yes, theory is more than just a YouTube channel. They're a movement inspiring people to take action and seek discomfort. And on the business side where that gets interesting is everything I just listed is as YouTubers, quote unquote, even though they're more than that, but I'm just going to use that for the, for the, to explain this as YouTubers, they're not just YouTubers. Yes, they have a YouTube channel, but that doesn't define them entirely. They have multiple different touch points with their audience. I just listed a bunch of them. They have their YouTube channel, which is their biggest their biggest touch point, obviously. They get tens of millions of views of some, on some of their videos. They do very well. They have a very solid channel. But that's not it, right? So they have the YouTube channel. But on top of that, they have a podcast. They have a newsletter. They have their clothing business, right? And all of those are different touch points. And I think that's important. As a content creator, you need to diversify. Diversifying where your money is coming from, your, your revenue streams, your touch points, that's really, really important. I think once you, you have to establish one, like if they'd started project 30 back in the day with a newsletter and a podcast and, a, and like a clothing business, it wouldn't have done as well. But once you hit a certain scale, diversify, you need to build, be building audience and touch points with your existing audience as in as many different places as you possibly can. And I think that just ties back in to their movement. They're more than a YouTube channel. They're going to inspire and influence, influence people, but they're going to inspire people in a bunch of not just through their YouTube videos. And I think that that's just an interesting and important takeaway for me is to, as a content creator, don't just pigeonhole yourself as a content creator. Look at yourself like a business. Don't just be a content creator. Look at yourself like a business. And that's what kind of what Zach's, Zach's business is built upon. One day entertainment is creators don't need managers. They need CEOs. They need to manage themselves like a business. They can't just rely on one platform to try and make their money. They need to be able to manage themselves like a business and start other ventures like a clothing business, 
things like that. So just interesting takeaways, all the things that Yes Theory has on the go, where when people think of them, initially think of YouTubers, but they're so much more than that. And I think that's a key to why they're so successful. And that was a big takeaway for me. And speaking of looking at content creators like a business, I thought what was interesting about Zach is he looks at himself like a business and he says all entrepreneurs or even all people should look at themselves like a business. And where I'm going with this is at the very end of the podcast, we talked about Zach's personal board of directors. He has appointed a group of people to be his board of directors. So the same way you consult your board of directors when making business decisions, he will consult his board of directors when making life decisions. So he made his, so he has this group of people and with these people, they have to commit to one one, I believe 30 minute FaceTime per month. They have to be available to answer questions and help him if he has that need. And the big thing for him was making it a diverse group of people. He made it people of all ages, all races, all genders, because he wants that 360 perspective. If he made it a group of all the same looking people, they're all going to give similar advice. But by having that different perspective from different people, it allows him to take that full 360 view of the decisions he's making. And I think that was really interesting. And I kind of, I encourage you to think of that. Who would you name on your board of directors? And again, keep, well, keeping in mind that it should be a diverse group of people. Like who would you name? You need some old people, some young people, some guys, some girls, people of all different races, religions, ethnicities. Who would you name to your board of directors? I think it's important. It's something I'm debating doing because I think it's such a good idea. And I think part of that too is we can get so caught up in our day-to-day grind of what we're doing. We don't have that ability to step back and look at things from a from a bigger perspective. We're just so caught up in the narrow. We don't have we can't take that wide view because we're caught up in our day-to-day life and our day-to-day grind. And so Zach has in order to circumvent that, Zach's created this board of directors. And that's interesting because what I've noticed too, just personally, is I'm good at giving advice. Have you ever noticed this actually about yourself where you're really good at giving advice for other people, but you're not as good as giving advice to yourself? That's a common thing most people experience. And that's because you're just caught up in your life. You're just, it's a day-to-day for you. You, can, you don't see it from a, from a more of a high-level perspective. You're just, like I said, in the day-to-day grind. So by finding those people who aren't necessarily, they don't have to be your best friend on your board of directors. It just needs to be someone that has a more high level view of your life than you do. And you can consult them on what you're doing and they can kind of give you their opinion as someone that's not caught up in your day-to-day life. And I think it's important to have that view as you go through life and to view yourself like a business because you can get so caught up in your day-to-day grind. And I think I've said caught up in your day-to-day grind enough times. We're going to move on to my next takeaway. And similar to how Zach has this poor directors, I was, I was really interested in how Zach makes his goals. And what he does is he has a list of goals, personal. First off, what he does with his goals is most people think of goal setting. I mean, at least myself personally, I think of business goals or content goals. But Zach has goals for his business, for his personal life, for his relationships, for his health, for a bunch of different things. He's eight, I believe, eight different things that he sets goals in. And what he does when he sets his goals is he rates them against each other. So he will rate, so maybe he, he, sorry, he doesn't rate them. He weighs them against each other. So he might be crushing it in business. He might be at a 10 out of 10 in business. But if he's at a two out of 10 in personal relationships, then his life isn't balanced and you need balance in life. You can't just be all in in one avenue. So I just thought it was interesting how he weighs his goals against each other. And he tries to find a happy medium amongst all these different aspects of his life and all these different goals. 
And that's something I think I, I another thing I'm interested in starting to do is weighing all my goals against each other because it's great to be doing well at business. But if you're not doing well with your health and you're not doing well with your relationships, then there's just, there's a disconnect. So it's weighing all of your goals against each other in order to really see it's a big picture of how you're doing in life versus if you set all your goals in business, that's a very narrow part of your life and you need to be balanced on all fronts. Another thing too, just in terms of management, I just, this is, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time here, but I just thought this was interesting. Any aspiring managers out there that listen to this podcast, the number one takeaway, if you want to be a manager is to manage like you're managing your mother. That's the biggest, I thought that was a great, I love that saying it's because you wouldn't screw your mother over. So don't screw your talent over. And that's just, I just really like that line. Manage like you're managing your mother. Uh, So that's one takeaway for anyone that wants to be a manager out there, right? Write that down. Remember that. And the last thing that I want to talk about is around this idea of manifestation. So I mentioned earlier how when Zach, when he was debating whether he should work for Yes Theory or not, they made him go talk to this guy named Charlie Jabley or Charlie Rocket. And Charlie, if you're not familiar, his big thing is all about quantum physics. And Charlie has this quantum notebook, quantum notebook where he writes things down, goals that he wants or things that he wants to happen, and they just magically start to happen. Essentially, he's manifesting them into reality. And after Zach met with Charlie, he he was he was like I don't I'm gonna try this out I'm gonna try this out this manifestation thing so he wrote down like a quantum journal at the top of the page and the first thing he wrote down is meet their Scooter Braun wants to mentor me he wrote a couple other things down and then 15 minutes later after he wrote Scooter Braun wants to mentor me and now he hadn't told anybody this he was in his room he wrote it no windows in his room nothing 15 minutes later the guys from Yes Theory burst into his room and say we got a meeting with Scooter Braun and he was like what. And he was kind of like floored because he'd, he'd written that down, but he hadn't told anybody. So the fact that this happened, he was beyond rattled. So one of the guys in Yes Theory is a big fan of Scooter, and they'd been emailing him to get a meeting with Scooter for this guy's birthday. And Scooter happened to say yes 15 minutes later after Zach wrote that down. And I just think that's just, it's just such a crazy story, that, <clears throat> especially the proximity of it being 15 minutes later, that... That's just crazy. And Charlie, if you listen to Charlie, I highly recommend you check him out. He talks about, not coincidence, he talks about things like that happening in his life all the time. Like it happens so frequently with Charlie at this point that you can't describe it as a coincidence. And I asked Zach too, at the end of the podcast, I asked Zach for like some of the best advice he's ever gotten. And he says, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. And one, couldn't agree more. I think that's, I love that. I'm going to probably turn that into a quote graphic when I post for, for, for micro content from this podcast. But I think, and then what, but my, what my question to him to follow up with that, and I usually don't follow, I was at the end of the podcast and I usually don't follow up with those last couple questions, but I did with this one because I asked where that falls in with manifestation and everything that you talked about with Charlie. And what Zach said was where it falls in that, in that realm is that you if you have this quantum journal or you manifest your goals and you write them down, if you write your goals down and then you go sit on your couch and eat chips and watch movies all day, there's a good chance that none of what you wrote down is going to happen. Versus if you're working your ass off, there's just a higher likelihood that good things will happen. And by writing your goals down, you're putting it out into the world that that's what you want to accomplish. And by working towards those goals, that's just going to increase the likelihood that they're going to happen. If you write a goal down and work towards it, that's going to help you achieve that goal versus if you write a goal down and don't work towards it, then you're probably, then it's probably not going to happen. But I just think that man, the whole, the whole idea behind manifestation, I think is super interesting and something I think I want to work on and do more of 
I think I'm just, I hear so many people talking about how it works that I want to start trying it for myself. And I just think that story with Zach and Scooter is almost too crazy to believe, right? But it happens. And you listen to a guy like Charlie talk and it happens for him all the time. And so the biggest thing, though, the biggest thing with manifestation, whether you believe in it or not, the biggest thing when it comes to manifestation is one, yes, you're wishing for this to happen. You're writing your goal down, but it's not going to happen if you don't work towards it. So write your goals down and work towards it because you get what you, you don't get what you wish for. You get what you work for. And the last thing, the very last one <clears throat> that I want to touch on here, I have to have to run. I have a, a brunch I'm going to <laughs> my first, my first patio since, uh, since all this quarantine happened, but, uh, I'll get through this one very quickly. And it's that knowing your why one, knowing your why is a very difficult thing to do. But figure out what you want in life and whatever your why is, spend some time to genuinely try and figure it out. And once you have that why figured out, ask yourself if you're working towards it, right? Zach, Zach met with Charlie and he told Charlie what his goal was that he wanted to help entrepreneurs as an entrepreneur himself. And Charlie goes, that's what you're, you're saying that's your goal, but you're not working towards it. You're deciding to stay in this job instead of having the opportunity to become an entrepreneur and help these three entrepreneurs being the guys from Yes Theory. And Zach was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it was in that moment where Zach decided that he was going to manage Yes Theory full-time. And the takeaway from there is if you know what your goal is, if you know what your why is, make sure your actions are mapping towards your why or your goals, whether you're writing them down as manifestations, or you just know that this is my why, this is my purpose, make sure your actions map towards that. That was just a big takeaway for me is I want, I don't even, not even hundred percent sure what my why was. And it took Zach, I believe he said it took him a week to kind of, when he was genuinely and like actively thinking about his why to come up with it, to tell Charlie what his why was. And two, so spend some time to figure out your why. And then once you have that, analyze what you're doing with your life and figure out if it maps towards your goal. Because I think that's a very important thing. Again, you have one shot at this life, make the most of it. But I want to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this podcast. Whether you listen the entire way through or you only listen to bits and pieces, I really appreciate you taking the time to check this out. Everyone do me a big favor. Go and follow Zach on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to Yes Theory. Like I said, I'll make sure everything's linked in the show notes down below. If you'd like to follow me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and at the Jacob Kelly. Feel free to come and say hello. My DMs are always open. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and at my social life podcast or YouTube by searching up my social life. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to leave us a rating and a review. The more positive ratings and reviews we get, the more helps new people find the show and it really helps to grow the community that we're developing here and if you're one of the people that have recently found this podcast welcome i'm very excited to have you here make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes i put out brand new interviews every single monday and these takeaways episodes every single thursday and if you enjoyed it make sure you share it to your instagram story tag myself at the jacob kelly and i'll feature you on my account and send you a message as well as always today's podcast is powered by true fan thank you once again for listening everybody we'll talk soon